Welcome to Destined to Be with Bishop Roberto Jamat. Bishop Jamat is an international motivational speaker and author whose mission is to empower, stimulate, educate, and bring spiritual enlightenment, guidance, and healing to all people. As senior pastor of Nazareth Christian Fellowship, located in Brooklyn, New York, he has a passion for restoring lives and motivating people to reach their full potential in God. Listen as Bishop Jamat teaches a life-changing lesson today. Stay tuned after the sermon for more information. Join us for today's message, Biblical Success, Goals versus Desire, taken from the book of 3 John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. 3 John, 3 John, 3 John. That's only, that book has one chapter. It is next to the next last book of the, te- of the New Testament, for those of you who don't know. Uh, is before the book of Jude and in front of the book of 2 John. So I want to read, I'm going to just read one verse, but my text is, is, is mainly uh, uh, verse 1 through verse 4, but I just want to pull the, 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 the key verse of the text, the key verse of the text, the key verse of the text. I want to pull the key verse of the text, which is verse 2, verse 2. Uh, Here begins the reading of God's word. Uh, Beloved, I pray that in all respect you may prosper and be in good health just as your soul prospers. So far, the scripture, my topic this morning is biblical success. Goals versus desire. Biblical success. Goals versus desires. Beloved, I pray that in all respect you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. First and foremost, God wants his children to be successful. Yes, God wants you to experience success in your life. You see, that's a praise moment. Okay, let's. The word prosper in the text is from the Greek word eodou, meaning to have a prosperous journey or to travel well. Your Christian walk is a journey, and God wants us to travel that journey well. One of God's promises to his people is that he gives us power or ability to make wealth. Deuteronomy 8.18, the first part of the verse says, But you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is He who gives you power to make wealth. It didn't say He gives you wealth, but He gives you power or ability to make wealth. Another promise is that He wants to prosper the work of your hands. 
Deuteronomy 30 and 9 says, Then the Lord your God will prosper you abundantly in all the work of your hands. So, so, so God is promising that he wants to give you power to make wealth and he wants to prosper your hands. There is a difference between prosperity and wealth. How many of you know there's a difference between prosperity and wealth? There is a difference between prosperity and wealth. The two is that uh, one is simply a state of having money. That's wealth. Wealth is the state of having money because I can have wealth and not have prosperity. Hello? I can be just living off the money and my life is miserable. I can have all the money in the world, but I don't have prosperity. I may have a great home and all that stuff, but I'm, I'm, not, I'm not making anything from the wealth that I have. While the other is simply living a very successful life, you, you have resources, you have shelter, that's prosperity. The, 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 the only similarity between the two is that wealth usually allows you to be prosperous. So you can take your wealth and become prosperous, or you can take your wealth and waste it. God wants you to be both wealthy and prosperous. That's another praise moment. See, 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 we don't, see, see, some of us don't praise God because we don't believe God wants us to be prosperous or to be wealthy. Because we look at our conditions and we say, I ain't prosperous and I ain't wealthy. And you always say that to yourself. I often hear people always say, I have no money. Well, the reason why you have no money is because you keep confessing you have no money. So you have no money because you keep confessing what you don't have. And you, you need to stop saying I have no money because you do have some money. You may not have the amount of money you want, but you do have some money. I was telling Jamila yesterday as we were driving through Wall Street, I said, Jamila, I remember the days, Jamila, when I would go to work and I had no money to buy lunch. And I would walk down the street hoping to find maybe I had maybe like 150 and I needed uh, maybe 160 to buy something. And I hope to find a dime somewhere so that I could buy some lunch. I've, know, I've known how to live without and how to live with. Amen. And in all seasons, I've learned how to praise God for what I have. I'm not satisfied in, 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 in a poverty condition, but God gives me the ability to do better. Oh, somebody would say amen. amen. So I said, God wants us to be wealthy and prosperous. Now, success. Now, there is a difference between God's success and the world's success. The world views success as prosperous, affluential, influential, powerful, living the perfect life, and much more. While these are good things, they don't guarantee inner peace. Because Matthew 16 and 26 in the New Living Verse translation says, And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? The world is full of prosperous, 
affluential, influential, powerful people living what appear to be perfect life. And we have all seen them crash and burn. And some have even taken their lives before they were scheduled to die. I just got to name a few artists, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson. Hello, somebody who had all the success in life, yet they were miserable. I, I saw a picture, I saw a picture uh, with, since, since Aretha Franklin died, and they said, heaven has gained a new voice. Who said that singing was an entrance into the kingdom of God? Who said that being an artist was an entrance into the kingdom of God? Hell has acquired too. But success under God's economy is walking and fulfilling your purpose. Can I jump back a little bit? Because I, I like that. Hell has a choir too. And the choir director of hell is a master choir director. His name is Lucifer. So hell has some voices in there too. The key to biblical success, which is defined as walking in your purpose, is knowing the difference between goals and desire. Yeah, hell got some good musicians too. So, so let me talk about goals versus desire. Because a, a lot of us need to understand the difference between goals and desire. It's very important that we understand this difference. A, 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 to, live, to, to, live, to live godly or a successful life, you need to understand the difference between goal and a desire. Between a goal and a desire. Here's the difference in layman's term. Desire are, desires are achievable, but you do not have total power over attaining them. Let me say that again because this is something you need to hear. Desires are achievable, but you don't have total power over attaining them. That means you may have a desire, but you have no control that is going to come through. On the other end, now, a goal is something that you alone can accomplish. And outside factors will not affect the outcome, outside factors will not affect the outcome of your goal. Today I want to teach about the difference between godly goals and godly desires because not all desires and goals are godly. Some of us have some ungodly desires and some ungodly goals. But I'm not even touching that this morning. I'm talking about godly Desires and godly goals. Knowing the difference between godly goals and godly desire is the key to experiencing biblical success. Or experiencing failure. Or experiencing inner peace or inner pain in your life. You've got to know the difference between a goal and a desire. Touch your neighbor's neighbor. You've got to know the difference. So, so here we go, there you go. Put on your seatbelts, get your, get your notes out, because this is very important. Now, here we go. Listen, a godly goal is God's will 
and purpose for your life. Let me slow it down. A godly goal is God's will and purpose for your life. And it is not dependent upon people, environment, or circumstance. So, so, so let me call an example in the Bible. Let's, let's call upon Mary, the mother of Jesus. If you read her story in Luke 1, 26 through 38, you will learn that the angel appeared to her and said, Mary, you can get pregnant. And Mary said, how can I get pregnant? This is, this is, this is the Jamat's version. How can I get pregnant? But I gave you the text. You can go home and read it today if that's what you do. How can I get pregnant? You know, this angel come to her. She don't know who this angel is. And he says, hey, Mary, great. You, 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 you're great. You're favorite of God. God is with you. You're a wonderful young lady. You're going to be pregnant. And Mary looks at him and says, you must be joking. I'm a virgin. I've never known a man. And the angel said, no, 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 no. You can get pregnant. It's God's purpose for you and God's will for you, for you to be the mother of his son. But how can that be? I am a virgin. Never had sexual intercourse before. I don't know any man. I'm, I'm betrothed to Joseph and we have not engaged in sex. So how can I be pregnant? The Holy Spirit is going to impregnate you. Mary's like, well, I've never heard of that before. So, but, but, but I like verse 37 and verse 38. said, for nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord, may it be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. So now, what's it? God's desire for Mary. The godly, the godly, God's godly uh, 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 for, for Mary. What God wants for Mary is for her to be the mother of Jesus. Okay, that's the goal. The goal is for her to be the mother of Jesus. Now, the only person who can, who can, who can, who can stop that from happening is Mary. Hello? Because her, how she, re, how she responds to God will determine that he, she, 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 none of us can do, can stop what God wants. I mean, we all have the ability to either obey God or disobey God. So when God said to Mary, Mary, you are going to have a son. And Mary said, that's impossible. God said, nothing is impossible. When you put your will with my will, nothing will become impossible. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, 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 are, see, see, you are the only one who has the ability and the right to control how you respond to God. Only you can control how you respond to God. You need to stop blaming people. It's because of you I'm in this condition. No, 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 no. You made the choice. The only person who can block a godly goal or render it unattainable or impossible is you. But if you adopt the attitude of cooperation with God's goal as Mary did, then nothing will be impossible for you. Touch us a neighbor. Nothing is impossible. So you've got to base your life in God's goal for your life. So let's talk about godly desire. 
Godly desires are good. A godly desire is a specific result that depends on the cooperation, on the cooperation of other people. The success of events or favorable circumstance may be may, uh, a circumstance you have no right or ability to control. You can't control it. For example, Brother Noel wants to do a poetic conference, and that's a good, that's a godly desire. Hello? But he don't control what people do. Because people may tell him, I'll be there, but they don't show up. Now, if he bases his success on that, then he'll always be depressed. For example, I, I, my godly desire is to see this church full of people. My godly desire is to see the church full of people. Hello? To see the overflow room overflowing. To see upstairs full of people. To see people lining up and down Ralph Avenue to get into church. That's my godly desire. Hello? But I don't control that. I don't control what people do. Hello? So if, 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 if I base my uh, uh, being a successful pastor on the fact that the church is full of people, then I will always be depressed because I base my success factor on my desire. Hello? And remember, a desire is something where other people have control. So if, if, if I desire to see the church full and the church is not full, it does not mean I'm not a successful pastor. What it means is it's a desire that may never come to pass. But you say, neighbor, some desires you have may never come to pass. But if you base your success on desire, you will always be unsuccessful and depressed. Oh, I didn't get an amen. Uh, are, you, are you understanding this? Because this is very important. Because if, you, if your life is based on desire, then you'll always walk in depression. But if your life is based on what, uh, uh, and God's goal for your life, you will always praise God. See, you will always learn that. You, you, you know why you'll praise God? Because you know that all things work together for good. When you walk in God, in, in, in the goal that God has for you, you understand all things work for good. So you, 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 don't, you don't worry about stuff. You don't worry about desires not coming through. You praise God anyhow. Oh, I, wish I, I wish I had some folks who understood this. You will always praise God anyhow. See, some of you desire a husband. And because you don't get a husband, you might, you're upset, you're mad. God, God is answering my prayer. That's a desire. Is God's goal for you to have a husband? I didn't say no. I asked a question. So because we get involved in all sorts of stuff, uh, all sorts of desires, and we put, we, we, we said that these desires, if, if this desire don't come through, I'm not successful. I'm successful because I walk in my purpose. High five, Mr. Neighbor. You're successful when you walk in purpose. Oh, God, that's, that's, that's a good one. I don't know about you, but that's good. To me, that's good. All right, now, so, 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 Bishop, what is God's goal for my life? Don't you ask that question? 
Won't you ask that question? If I just say the difference between goal and you understand what a goal is and desire, and you understand what a desire is, your next logical question should be, what is God's goal for my life? Because I want to be successful. But if you don't want to be successful, you just say, okay, fine, and leave it there. But because I want to be successful, I'm going to look and see. I want to know what God's goal is. Touching this a neighbor? Do you know God's goal for your life? So, all right, so let me tell you. If you don't know, let me tell you. Your goal is to become the person God has called you to be. That's your goal. Your basic godly goal is to develop, is the development of your Christian character. Or become the person God wants you to be. 1 Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 4 and 3, the first part of the verse says, For this is the will of God, your sanctification. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Uh, you, you know what's amazing to me these days? It's amazing to me these days that, that believers are living their lives any way they feel fit. And not according to the word of God. And the churches are emptying out because when you start to preach holiness and righteousness, folks don't want to hear that, so they are leaving the church. Millennials are leaving the church because millennials want to live life any way they want to live it, and they don't want no one to tell them how to live. I was in the supermarket the other day, and the young girl, the young, the young, the young uh, uh, um, cashier, uh, she was just had an attitude. She had like a, she had like a stink attitude. And I said, boy, that attitude is something else. And she says, well, you know, you, you're not worried. I said, you know what? That's, that's your generation thing. That's a generational thing. And she said, don't, don't, don't blame me for my generational thing. Uh, we learned it from the generation before, which is your generation. I said, sweetheart, there's at least two generations between you and me, okay? So, so let, 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 let's set this straight. I am a baby boomer, okay? I'm twice removed from where you are right now. So don't be blaming my generation for your problems. Blame the ones before you for your problems. Hello? People want to live life any way they want to. See, that's why churches are empty. Not because when you start talking about living right and living the way you're supposed to live in God's purpose, they don't want to hear that. They want to do what they want to do. I was on the call. We were on the call Wednesday, Wednesday. We were on the call Thursday morning with the men, and we were talking about growing up. And we were talking about how the young men today, they, they, they don't want no one to tell them anything. And, our, and the parents and the mothers are facilitating this behavior because the mothers are not correcting their sons. And their sons are doing what they want to do, and you can't talk to them. If I ever talk back to my mother, I got a fist in my mouth. If I ever embarrass my mother on the outside, when I got home, it was hell to be paid. But today I see children in the street talking back to their parents. I can tell you how many times I balled up my hand to swing at my daughter. And because of her size and who she is, I leave that to my wife. Because if I were to ever follow her up, they'll probably have to lock me up. 
But the law does not say you can't discipline your children. The law says you can't abuse your children. There's a difference between discipline and abusing. I wish I had a son who would threaten me and tell me he's going to call the cops. His bags were packed that very day and he will be living in the precinct. So, 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 so let me get back. Uh, the goal is sanctification. Nobody and nothing on planet earth can keep you from being the person God has called you to be. You hear what I said? Nobody on planet earth can keep you from being the person God has called you to be. Certainly a lot of distractions, diversions, disappointment, trials, temptations, trauma, they all come along the way to disrupt the process. Come on, y'all can identify with me. You can identify with distractions, diversion, disappointment, trials, temptation, traumas. You ought to say amen. Every day you will struggle against the world, your flesh, the devil, each of which are opposed to, to you being successful as to who God has called you to be. There's a host of things out there that are trying to prevent you from becoming all that God has destined you to be. So we struggle with these things. We struggle with these things every day. Come on, honey, you're struggling. Because if you're not struggling, you're not doing what you're supposed to do. If you're not experiencing some pressure, because it remains, oh, y'all, y'all, I, I, is the church in here this morning? Because if you're not struggling to stay saved, if you're not struggling to walk holy, if you're not struggling to walk as God has called you to walk, then there's something wrong. I didn't get too much amen on that one either. Watch this. Uh, uh, every day, every day we struggle. Paul, Paul said, Paul teaches that tribulation we face, that the problems we face are actually the means to achieve our goal or to mature. So, so if, you're not, if you're not facing nothing, if you're not, if you're not encountering any kind of struggle, you're not growing. So some of us are living happy-go-lucky lives. We are walking through the tulips, and we call ourselves believers, but we're walking through the tulips. We're not experiencing any tribulation. We're not experiencing. It's easy for us to just walk down the street, and nobody says anything to us, or nobody opposes us. We, we feel like, hey, I must be doing good. God must be on my side. I ain't got no opposition today. Nobody tried to mess with me today. I must be doing good. No, the devil is a liar. Guess what? The devil got you in his camp, so he don't have to bother you. Because you have to understand that once you, be, once you say yes, see, you, you can live your life as sin if you want to. I respect you more now if you do that. But don't pretend to be a born-again believer and trying to live the, any way you want to live. The devil is a liar. You're going to experience some, 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 some prosecution. You're going to experience some temptation. You're going to experience some people talking about you. Because that's the process that makes you grow. Don't you say neighbor? Are you growing lately? Are you growing? Are you growing lately? Are you growing lately? I was in my bed, and I haven't shared this with my wife. I was in my bed. We was I was sleeping uh, uh, Friday night to Saturday morning, and I was in bed. And as I was sleeping, uh, I dreamt that I was on a trip or on a journey someplace, and they were taking me someplace where I did not want to go. In the dream, they were taking me someplace where I did not want to go. 
And I began to protest that I don't want to go here. And, and they were forcing me to go where I, where I did not want to go. And, and as I began, and I began to, to, to complain, and as I began to fuss, and as I began to fight, I felt a presence come into my room and stood on top of me. And I said, wait a minute, this is not the Lord. And I began, and I began to say, Jesus. Are y'all with me? I began to say Jesus, and I could not say Jesus as I wanted to say Jesus because something was hindering me from saying Jesus. And I could not say Jesus. So in the midst of my sleeping, I began to raise my hand. And as I tried to raise my hand, the opposition tried to keep my hands down. And then I realized that I was under a demonic attack. So I, I, I opened up my eyes and I began, and, and, and there was no fear in me. It was just, there was just a, det a determination to, 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 to release myself from this. And I began to say, Jesus, and I began to raise my hand. And as I began to say, Jesus, and I began to raise my hand, I began to release myself from, from the oppression. And the Lord said to me, they're trying to keep you from raising your hand. Because there's power when you raise your hand. And I began to rebuke the devil. I said, no weapon that's formed against me shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against me, I have the authority to condemn. And I began to raise my hand. I got up on a bed and I raised my hand. And the Lord said, the devil doesn't want you to raise your hand because there's a battle going on. So I raised my hand. I got out of the bed. I raised my hand. Because I understand the enemy doesn't want you to raise your hand. And the Lord took back to Moses when Moses, when Joshua was in the field fighting, Moses was on the hill. His hands were up. And as long as his hands stayed up, they won the battle. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Y'all didn't hear me. Okay, so what's the goal? What's, what's, what's God's goal for your life? Paul teaches us this. Paul says, tribulation we face, the tribulation we face are actually a means of achieving our goal. Now, what's the goal? What's the goal to be righteous? God wants us to be holy. And Paul is saying that tribulation, the tribulations you face, Get you to there. Get you there. Bring up. Bring up. Romans. Chapter. Five. Verse. Three. I need three. Then I need four. And then I need five. Watch this. This is Paul writing to the church at Rome. He says, and not only this, but we also exult in our tribulation. Okay, let's stop right there. What he's saying is, I praise God while I'm going through. Y'all see that? See, but we are the opposite. 
We complain why we're going through. Paul said, I exalt in our tribulation with the knowledge, knowing with the knowledge that tribulation brings about perseverance. Our perseverance is endurance. Touch this, a neighbor. The reason I don't endure is because I don't praise in tribulation. All right, all right, go to the next verse. The next verse. Here we go. And perseverance, proven character. What did I say was the goal of God? For you to walk in your Christian character, right? So how do you start walking in your Christian character? Go back. You have to praise God in. Praise God in. When you praise God in your tribulation, right, it brings about perseverance, perseverance, or endurance. The next verse says, and perseverance brings what? Proven character. And proven character what? What's hope? Hope is expectation. Hope is knowing that God's going to do something for me. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. See, 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 we all hope that God does something for us, but we don't want to go through the tribulation. Touch us a neighbor. Neighbor, you got to go through. You got to go through. Tell somebody, stay in the process. Stay in the process. And then, and then the next verse, the next verse says, and hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Who he has given us. So, so, you see the process? Tell somebody, stay in the process. Because it's only through the process that your character is built and proven. See, y'all go through tribulation and y'all ready to quit. You're ready to run, cut and run. So, so all right, so, so Paul said that. So let's see what James said. James, the elder James. This is what James says. James says, verse James 1, and James 1, and verse 2 says, Consider it, oh God. These are some of the verses we never like to read. But this is what James says. Consider it all joy. What's joy? What's joy? Come on, somebody say, what's joy? What's joy? Uh, when you're joyful, you're what? So like right now, patient unless she's happy. You know, you can look at people's face and say, are you happy or are you not happy? Because your face tells a story. Your facial expression tells a story. You know when I'm mad, right? You see my face, right? Hello? You can't smile when you're mad. When you're angry, you don't smile. Mr. Joseph will say, smile and give your face a break. Hello? All right, so, so consider it all joy. What, what are you considering all joy? Right? Not, not the unsaved people, but brethren, saints. When you encounter what? You get that? 
So, so you got to be happy. Honey, has a rough week. Honey, has some rough things going on this week. Come on. Let's be honest. All right. Did you praise God? Did you get happy? Yeah, see y'all lying. See y'all. Y'all not telling the truth. I'll tell the truth. Some of y'all got upset. You got angry. You're ready to cut some people off. Give somebody a piece of your mind. See, that's why your mind is going because you keep giving people pieces of your mind. Some of y'all didn't, you didn't, some of you did not rejoice. Let's get, let's, come on, be honest. You did not rejoice. When that lady cussed you off, you did not rejoice. You cussed her back. See, see, one of the things about being real is telling the truth about yourself. So it says, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter five years trials. Next verse. Knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. There's that word again. There's that word again. And then the the, the next verse, and I'm going to come back and look at the verses completely. It says, and let endurance... Have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. I didn't say it. God said it. God wants you to be perfect. How far you say neighbor? God wants you to be perfect. And perfection means success. So, 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 so what's it? What's it? To be on the trial means to be in the process. Some of us are in the process. Not some of us. All of us are in the process. If you're walking holy, you're in the process. If you're trying to live right, you're in the process. If you're trying to do the will of God, you're in the process. If you're walking according to the will of God, you are in the process. If you're not, you're not in the process. That's why you're walking free. Everything is fine. You're hunky over. You're down, walking down through tulips. And you're stepping toeing, you're skipping toeing. The process produces endurance, and endurance is endurance produces the perfect character God wants in your life. So you got to endure. See, that's 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 where we, we fail. Jonathan, that's where we fail. We don't endure. We don't see it through till the end. We quit. We give up. We throw in the towel. As a result of staying in the process and allowing the process to create endurance. Now, that word endurance is a good word. It's, it's, it's from the Greek word hupomone or hupomone. It means remain to remain behind or patiently enduring. It means to stay in the process. Don't give up. Don't quit. Don't walk away. Don't say, I had enough of this. Because if you do that, the process is incomplete. I, I, I told you I got an MRI. Right? And while you're in the MRI machine, they tell you don't move. Hello? Oh, hold this for me. Don't, don't, don't mess my spot. Just hold it for me. Just hold it. <laughs> I was in the MRI machine, right? And I was like this. And they say, don't move. It's over a half, half hour. Like this. Don't move. And what I kept saying in my mind is, if I move, I'm going to be here longer. And then I have to do it over again. I will mess up the process 
If I move, and it wasn't it wasn't comfortable because I'm a big guy. Those machines are not made for big guys. So I could not move too much in there. And I'm way inside there. My eyes is closed because I'm not opening my eyes. Because I'm hearing all sorts of blang and clang and whacking winging. And I'm, I'm in there and I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm not, I'm not, I'm staying quiet until somebody speaks to me and tell me it's time to come out. Because I don't want to stay in here any longer than I have to stay in this thing. Some of you are through the process and you have moved away from the process rather than staying in the process until it was over. Touch us a neighbor, I'm staying in the process. I'm staying. It's because your endurance will perfect your fate and complete your character. Two words I want to stress before I close and leave. The first word is perfect. It says, let endurance have its perfect result. The Greek word for perfect, perfect is teleos, meaning having reached its end. You have to allow the process to come to an end. Some of us, we just don't want the process to come to an end. We jump the ship before the process ends. And, 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 and the word of God, perfect means stay there, stay there, stay there. Stay in it, stay in it, stay in it. Don't quit. Don't walk out. And I was thinking that I said, I said, you know, I, 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 I need to just stop buying me a retirement home and leave. Y'all heard what I said? Y'all not shocked. I said, I was thinking about getting me a retirement home and leave. Y'all do it. When y'all get ready, y'all pack up your bags and y'all move, right? Why can't I do it? Hello? I said, I said, you know, Lord, I, you know, things are not so bad now that I can't just pick up and go. I, you know, I have some income, sell my house. I can buy something better someplace that's out of state, cheaper. I can take my the, the funds from my house and buy a, a, a house fully paid for someplace else and live off of my, my retirement and my, my social security. Hello? But that'll be leaving the process before it ends. And then I will miss what God is going to do here. Because God is going to do it anyway, whether I'm here or not, He's going to do it. I just got to stay in the process. I got to see it all the way through. And some of you have to understand that you have to see it all the way through. Whatever it is you're going through, you got to stay in that process until God brings you out. There's no shortcuts. Tell somebody there's no shortcuts with God. You just got to go through the process. So we like shortcuts. We see, we, we like things now. We want it now. I told you, I told you about that, that, that machine that, that, that when you go, when you go download something and it, you get impatient. You know, I don't have enough speed. I need more speed. Well, sometimes you got to stay in the process. Let it download. Let it take its time down so you can get the complete file. So, 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 so then the first word I said was uh, the, word, uh, the word perfect, which is tell us meaning stay. Stay till it's complete. The other word, uh, 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 the other word is let, let, in, let endurance reach its end or, or, or stay in it until the end. Don't abort the process. Don't abandon the process until the process is complete. Tell somebody, don't abandon the process until the process is complete. Now, the other word is complete. 
It says, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The Greek word for complete is holokleros, which is a compound word made up of two Greek words. Uh, the first word is holos, meaning whole. Holos means whole. God wants you to be whole. And the second word is kleros, or kleros meaning allotted to you. So God wants you whole in what's allotted to you. In other words, for you to be complete, you're completing what God has called you to be. Not what someone else is, but what God has destined and called you to be. You're only complete when you're walking in your purpose, not my purpose. I'm complete when I'm walking in my purpose. You've got to be complete walking in your purpose. See, 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 see a lot of us miss God. We miss God. And why do we miss God? It's because we, we don't know the difference between goals and desires. And, and, and we, are, we, are, we walk around in failure because we have based our failure level, our failure meter on desire. And when you base your, 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 your success meter on desire, then guess what happened? Because desire, all of you will get involved in your desires. You may never, ever get a desire met. But you have to base your success on goal. You see, my goal, the goal that God has given me is for me to teach people how to become all that God has called them to be. That's what I'm working towards. I would, my desire is to see the church full of people and people waiting outside the door. But that don't mean, if, if that never happens, it doesn't mean I'm not successful in what I'm supposed to do. Because I know that my, that my, my, my success level is based on goal, not desire. But you know, as a neighbor, understand, understand. goal versus desire. So, so what is Paul and James saying? And let me wrap up with this. What is Paul and James saying? Paul and James are saying, if you endure the process until the end, the process will bring you into your purpose. And when you walk in your purpose, you will lack nothing. When you walk in the process, you are successful. Amen. How many want success in your life? Amen. Amen. Uh, Julissa, Julissa, I love the girl. You raised both hands. Julissa said, she raised both hands because she wants success. Amen? Uh, she wants success in her life. Somebody just raised one hand halfway. Because you really don't want success. You just did that because I said raise your hand. But Julissa heard the message. So she just said, boy, this thing is, this thing is key. And I want it in my life. So she raised both hands. So that, mean, that means, Lord, I surrender. I want the goal that you have for me in my life because if I walk in the goals you have for me, then I am successful. How many, want, how many want success? Now watch everybody raise your hand. Everybody want success? Raise your hand. Some of you still raising one hand halfway. But see, 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 if you don't understand a thing, right? You have to understand why you do things. I just gave an explanation. So some of you say, okay, let me correct myself. Raise both hands. Some of you just say, I ain't doing nothing. I ain't raising my hand. I don't care what Bishop says. But it's not what I say, it's what the Word of God says. 
Hello, somebody. Is what the Word of God says. So, 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 biblical success. Let me let me tell you biblical success, and I'm done. Biblical success. Yes, it's possible. It's possible for you to be successful. That's a praise for somebody. Somebody just you need to be you need to praise God. See, see, some of you right now, the life you're living, you're saying, "I'm not a success." That's what you're saying to yourself. I'm not a success. But let me say this to you. If you're walking in your purpose, you're successful. If you're not walking in your purpose, then you're not successful. You, you, you could have money and you're still not successful. Because money don't buy happiness. Money buy a whole lot of nice things. Don't get me wrong. But then nice things don't mean happiness. I got a lot of nice things in my house that are sitting down growing dust. Because I thought I wanted it or I needed it. It ain't working anymore or it's just sitting there growing dust. See, life is not based on what you desire. Life is based on the goal God has for you, your life. How many of you know that God has a goal for you? I just told you God has a goal for you. And I told you how the goal is achievable. The goal is achievable through stress. The stress that you're facing right now, you're in the process. The hard times that you're facing right now, you're in the process. The difficulty that you're facing now, you are in the process. But you got to endure. You got to endure because endurance builds the character God wants inside of you. And once the character that God wants inside of you happen, you're successful. Because you're walking in purpose. Amen. Tell somebody, I'm walking in purpose, I'm walking in purpose. Walk purpose. Or tell somebody, I want to walk in purpose. I want to walk in it's difficult. Sometimes, listen, sometimes it's difficult. Listen, being born again is hard. Hello? Because when all your friends are doing what they want to do and you can't do it, you're like, I'm talking to young people. All your friends doing what they want to do. My daughter have a famous saying. <laughs> She goes, she says, she says to me, and I hope she's watching because she was going to watch the stream because she's not feeling well. She says to me, other parents are not like you. I says, hey, I said, girlfriend, I don't care about other parents. This is my house. Hello? You raise your child how you want to raise your child. I'll raise my child how I want to raise my child. You ain't paying the bills in my house. And you know, young people hate this kind of stuff. They hate this kind of stuff. Y'all, y'all, you know, y'all old folks. You know, we're millennials. We know what we y'all don't know what y'all are doing. Y'all have no idea what it is to live yet. Y'all don't understand. Y'all are biting the hands that feeding you. You don't know that. You're killing the hands that feed you. If your parents were to die, y'all don't even know what y'all would do. God call your parents home now. You wouldn't even know what to do. And you think whoever you go live with is going to be like your mother, your father? They may be nice now because you don't have to live with them. But when you get there, it's a different story. Hello? So y'all think y'all know. Your parents got you all spoiled. Somebody else is not going to spoil you. Come live with me. I'll show you what that means spoil is. Because I'll wake up in the morning early, bright and early. Let's go. Put you back in the military. Some of these boys, y'all need to be in the military. 
somebody discipline you. Get a drill sergeant kicking your butt a couple of times. You'll straighten up. Change your attitude. Goals. Desires. You have to base your life on goals and not desires. Stand to your feet. Remember that you want to stay in the process. You want to go through the process. Look at my last verse. The last verse I gave you, Deacon. Do you remember it? And let endurance have its perfect result so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. Lacking in nothing doesn't mean because I have no money that I have nothing. Lacking in nothing means that I'm secure in who I am. I'm comfortable in my skin. I mean, I have, I'm confident, I have confidence in who God has called me to be. So almost every single one of us is unique in the kingdom of God. There's things about you that only you, it's only you. See, stop trying to be like somebody else. Be who God called you to be. Because you're unique. When God made you, he broke the mold. There's no two alike. Even twins are not alike. There are no two alike. You are all that God. God put everything inside of you. You need to succeed. You just got to see it. You've been around too much negativity. And you've been living your life based on your desires. Build your life based on the goals God has for you. For you is for you. Joseph had a call. Joseph had a dream. That was his dream. It wasn't his desire. It was his goal. Because that's what God put inside of him. And he went through hell to get there. But when he finally got there, he realized it was all God. It was all God. It was all God. He wasn't like his brothers. His brothers were not like him. He was different. He was himself. Be yourself. Be yourself. Thank you, Jesus. I want to pray for some of you. If you're not clear as to what God's goal is in your life, I want to pray for you. If you've been going through the process and the process has been difficult and some of you are ready to quit and to give up, I want to pray for you. If you need prayer, just run up to the altar real quick. Quick, quick, quick. Don't waste your time. Come on. Move fast, move fast. Thank you. Thank you for being obedient. Thank you, Jesus. For those of you who are watching us on the internet, just put your hand on whatever it is you're watching, whatever device you're watching, and allow God to minister to you while we minister to these here. Come on, raise your hand, everybody. Come on, just raise your hand. Hallelujah. And say this, say this with me, Father. Help me not to abort the process. Help me, Father, to stay in the process until it's completed. 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give God some praise. We pray that you were blessed by today's word. To receive this sermon in its entirety, please visit brjministries.org. While there, you may also sign up for Bishop Jamat's free publications or purchase one of his many books, including his bestseller, The Spiritual Iron Man 40-Day Training Manual. Follow Bishop Jamat on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BRJ Ministries. If this broadcast has been a blessing to you, please write us at BRJ Ministries, 576 Ralph Avenue, Suite 2, Brooklyn, New York, 11233. Or email us at radio at brjministries.org. You may also call us at 855-JAMAT. That's 855-536-6688. If you are in the New York City area, you may visit Bishop Jamat Sundays at 11 a.m. We are located at 576 Ralph Avenue in Brooklyn, New York. This broadcast is made possible by your prayers and the generous financial contribution of our friends and supporters. To become a friend or supporter of this ministry, please visit brjministries.org and click on the donate icon. Every financial gift you give to this ministry helps us continue this broadcast. Here again is Bishop Roberto Jamat. Hello, my friend. This is Bishop Roberto Jamat. I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope that the sermon has blessed your heart and challenged you to become all that God has destined you to be. If this broadcast has blessed your heart, remember to share it with a friend. Remember, these podcasts are made possible because of your prayer and your generous donation. Any donation to this ministry help us continue to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. If you want to donate to this ministry, you can visit the website brjministries.org and click on the donate button. Until I hear from you, be blessed and remember, be all that God has destined you to be.